You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Hello, everyone. Those that are faithful to the Sewing Growing podcast, thank you so much for joining us again. And those that are just starting, thank you for getting on the Sewing and Growing train. train. I believe the view's going to be great. I believe we're going to... We're going through some mountainous country here, kind of like Silverton. And and Jonathan and myself are your conductors. Yeah. I am... I picture myself in a blue striped overall with a hat and I'm shoveling coal into the yeah, fiery so furnace. That's a big that's a big responsibility. Yeah. Same with manning the caboose. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to the caboose for a second. The truth of <laughs> <laughs> The truth of the matter is we really are the conductors yeah. and the ones with the responsibility to do right yeah. by this podcast. So, thank you for taking yeah. your seat and let's get started talking about heavy revy. Now, that may mean nothing heavy. to you. You're like, what in the world is heavy revy? Well, maybe you have a really good friend and you say things that only you and that friend understand. Hmm. Jonathan, I would not and- know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. We would actually get in trouble a lot uh, back in like 2013, 10, almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Because we would say so many inside, inside joke jokes. things that people would like walk up to our circle and be like, are they speaking a different like language? The last 10 minutes have all been things I have not understood. It's just because inside joke after Which inside joke. we've sewed into our lives and grown beyond that to really yes. be more inclusive. But one of the things we say is heavy revy. What I, is a heavy revy? A heavy revy would be a heavy revelation that you get from God that changes your life. And I want to take that quote one step further because I like to call it Say this. the full thing. Heavy revy levy breakers. Heavy Come on. revy. You know what a levy, levy is. Break. You know what a levy uh, is Took supposed my to do. Chevy to the levy. All right. You know, the levies failed in Hurricane Katrina. Yes. Uh, they, they didn't do good. But in this case, you want the revelation of God to break down your levies because the levies are the walls that you've put up in your life, the barriers that are hindering you from walking in the fullness of what he has for you. So you get a heavy, revy, levy breaker. And you're pushing through. Heavy, revy, levy breaker. <laughs> that was too much for the title of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So we're just leaving it heavy, revy. And maybe for a lot of people who listen to this podcast, when you think of Revelation, you think of a dragon, you think of a lamb, you think of scrolls, you think of the Isle of Patmos. <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people think of that, but they think of the last book of the Bible right before the maps. Yes. I was describing things. <laughs> in, revelation. in Revelation. You think of bowls of wrath, you think of a dragon eating a baby. All that stuff. Yeah, that's all in Revelation. That was John's revelation. Yeah. One of John's revelations. I would venture to say that our revelations, for the most part, from God may not be of the same flavor or the same yeah. nature as the Apostle John. <laughs> Maybe they are. But we're going to talk about what revelation is how we experience it, what we're supposed to do with it, and then share a few of revelations that God has spoken yeah. to us. Yeah. And, uh, I got a few. Yeah, I got a few too. And hopefully, us talking about the ones that we've had encourage you to dig in to your relationship. I was going to say revelation <laughs> of God. Your relationship <laughs> your with relationship. God. And get some revelation. Revelationship. We, I was listening <laughs> to one of our podcasts. I think it was the one on patience. You uh, said patience. Patience. Uh, there was another one. It was funny. Remember. We were coupling these words, and they all worked and really. I did not funny. mean to do that, but it was great. It's just my look at that. God works in mysterious ways. Huh? You said develop me. Develop me. <laughs> develop me. 
<laughs> it was fun. Develop funny. me, oh God. <laughs> All right. So honestly, a lot of the things we've shared in this podcast have been some form of revelation mm-hmm. that we've gotten from God. And the definition of revelation, this is pretty much what it is. It's a peeling back of what has been there all along. Wow. A peeling back of what has been there all along. Break down the word. Reveal. Exactly. So I think that's great because God has been here all along. Yep. He's... For Jesus, it's all for him, it's to him, and he's in all mm. things. There's always a God perspective. There's always revelation to be had in every situation, and we can always have it. And I remember a long time ago, probably 2011, you saying this, and it always stuck with me. You want to say the quote, would you like me to? No, you can say it. If the Bible meant only one thing, revelation would have ended a long time ago. Yeah, I, I do remember saying that. It's because... 10 people can read one scripture and all get something different out of it, which is, it just speaks to the, to the aliveness of the word of God and how it's living and breathing. And the Holy Spirit is who makes it alive. And the, and the beautiful thing about scripture is that the spirit of God will give you a revelation for you specifically in that time in your life. So that scripture will mean something different to one person than to another, because the Holy Spirit is ministering to needs, um, appropriately. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. And I just want to tell you, that's a gr- we just talked about in a previous podcast of great way to go into evangelism is knowing that I have what everyone needs and I have what everyone mm-hmm. wants. Well, let me tell you, you going into a Bible reading, into a devotion time of realizing that if the Bible meant only one thing, Revelation would have ended a long time ago is a great right. way to go into you reading the Bible. Yeah. Because you go in there with an open heart and an Full expectation that God can speak anything he wants you to speak, not just what he spoke to you last time or what he spoke to another person. You read a scripture once, you think, I got it. I know what it means. Oh, ho, ho. Au contraire. Read it again. Exactly. Because there's different avenues. There's different lanes. There's different approaches. And it makes me think of hiking. I love to hike. I'm a little 14 or crazy. (laughs) If you're not from Colorado, you're like, what does that mean? You're passionate about... Things Climbing that are 14 mountains and that are very 14. high above sea level. Yes, over 14,000 foot mountains. And the cool thing is if you do one 14er you and you want a new experience, just take a different route to the top and you'll get a whole different experience, whole different Oof. view. You can have a whole different terrain, whole different experience. Absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. So, hey, just take that to the Bible. Just go, God, where I'm at today and who you are being the same, but me in a different scenario mm-hmm. Give me my daily bread. I want to hear from you. Well, I think Revelation, you said this, it's a peeling back of what's all, what's been there all along. Peeling back of layers. You think of the word of God as layers. You might have peeled back one layer. Mm. You read it again. You peel in another layer. I think you, it's safe to say that the word of God, Revelation, is kind of like an ogre, which is kind of like an onion. That's Shrek. You just went Shrek on me. That's funny. Right? He says ogres are like onions. Yes, he does. They have... Many layers. That's true. That's exactly. It's the same thing with Revelation. Mm-hmm. Peeling back the layers. You think you know something, and God gives you a new aspect, a new route up the mountain, a new layer to uh, to reveal, and it's amazing. Exactly. Reminds me of this scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, 2. Paul was speaking to the Corinthian church about where they were and who they used to worship and where they're at now, and he said, you know that when you were all still pagans— What's a pagan? He's sneezing. Go for it. 
Bless you. Woo! <laughs> Glory to God. That was a good sneeze. Just tell people what a pagan is. Well, my definition of a pagan is someone who worships a false a, god. A false god. Is and that pretty in, accurate? Yeah, and in today's day and age, it doesn't have to be Baal. It can be an idol, anything other than Jesus that you give your devotion to. Perfect. You were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. What makes our God different is many things. But one of the things that makes our God, the true God, different is that he's able to speak to us. And revelation is when he speaks to us. Mm. And that kind of reminds me of that song that came out by Dante Bo. Yeah. Voice of God. That's At first, song. it kind of hits you a little different because he uses all these natural things right. that the voice of God. And you're like, you're comparing like. the voice of God to sprinklers. <laughs> yeah. You're it to Georgia a pine movie. trees. Yeah. Come on. Uh, and yeah. But the point is, how often has God spoken to us through natural things and we communicate to people right. that we had a moment with God? Right. I've done it. I've done it. And then we just communicate it to somebody else as God told me. Yeah. Well, as far as I know, Dante Bo hasn't been caught up in the third heaven. So he only has natural things to relate it to. So he's thinking about the things in the natural realm that give him so much joy, peace, and comfort. And he's like, that's the only thing I can really describe it like. And I also, hopefully you don't call me a heathen. Don't call me crazy. <laughs> God can speak to us through natural things. Uh, absolutely. He spoke to, he spoke through a donkey. I would say probably the majority of the time, God is going to use the things around you in your daily life to speak to you and give you revelation. Yes. And if your eyes are open to it and you're in the right perspective and the right frame of mind and the right position, you'll be able yeah. to experience those things. So here's a verse on revelation that Jesus spoke to Peter. Uh, I think you know this moment. This is when he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And Peter says that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And we jump in here. Uh, it's in Matthew 16, I believe. Yes, it is. Matthew 16, 17, and 18. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Wow. There's some things that I recognized about Revelation that are from the Scripture. First off, Revelation comes from God. Often my revelation does not come from the preaching of a preacher, but on what the Holy Spirit speaks to me about concerning the preaching. Hmm. Often I get inspiration in that moment and it'll be like, wow, that was a good point. But then I'll be driving from the church. I'll wake up the next day, a week later, and something around that message will come from within me, not from an external source about that message that I heard. And it wasn't just the preaching that got it through to me. Right. It was the Holy Spirit speaking to me about my life on the preaching. Right. Does that Concerning make sense? The preaching. Yeah, absolutely. Number two, revelation changes us. It says here that he was Simon, but after the revelation, he was Peter. Yeah. But I believe that these things were in Peter all along. Mm -hmm. You know, here's a thought. The story of Gideon. Gideon is in... The cave, the, right? Yes, he was. Y yes. Uh, Abdulam or whatever. Yeah. No, that no. was David. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Sorry. No. And he uh, is threshing wheat in a wine press? Yeah. He's threshing wheat He's in being a, a coward, press. right? Can we say that? He's being a coward because yeah. of the Midianites. Yes. But what does the angel say to him Ooh, when he comes mighty in? Mighty man of valor. 
I used to think that Gideon was not a mighty man of valor and somehow he was going to have to live up to this thing he wasn't. I believe he always was a mighty man of valor, but yeah. that lair had never been pulled right. back in his life. That was an opportunity for revelation. Revelation changes us not by adding something extra to us. No, it's already been added to us by the life of God. It just helps us see yeah. what we haven't seen yet in the life of God that we have. That's but that's how it changes us. It, just even going back to that scripture that you just read, John 16, when he says, uh, I will build my church upon this rock. Really, he's not talking about Peter. He's talking about the revelation that Peter had. Right. The entire church is built upon a revelation, a revealing of what's always been there. And that was what? Jesus was the Christ, mm -hmm. the son of the living God. So that he had, he's always been that. But it was revealed to Peter in that moment. And guess what? The church of today was built upon that exactly. revelation. And that's my third point. Not only does revelation change us, Ooh. revelation builds us. Builds us. And last but not least, revelation advances against the stronghold of the enemy because Jesus said, the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Now, gates are to keep people out. out. You don't see an army charging forward with gates. No. You see people going against a gate and with overpowering a with a battering ram. And that's exactly what the enemy comes at you with. Who you're not, but the revelation of who you are overpowers the lie of the enemy and breaks Ooh. down that wall. Let's go back to the title that we couldn't fit in. Right. Heavy, heavy Revy. Levy Breakers. That's the stronghold breaker, yeah, everybody. It's breaking a stronghold. Breaking levies. So again, comes from God, changes us, builds us, and advances against the stronghold of the enemy and breaks down some levies. Mm. One other thing I just want to tell you, and again, this goes back to the Bible. Revelation is always dependent on our knowledge of the Bible because it agrees with the word. Revelation comes from the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. Says that he moved on men of old, and they wrote down what they got from the Spirit of God. So a yeah. lack of the knowledge of the Bible will limit your revelation. Uh -huh. So we want to have God speak to us in our everyday lives, but we have to challenge that revelation by the Word of God. So we have to know the Word of God. But yeah. as we know the Word of God, we get more revelation. So it encourages this deep passion for the Word of God, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and I think we need to... Talk a little bit about, I mean, point two, you said revelation changes us. And so many times we get something really great, maybe out of a message or a sermon or just something natural and God speaks to you. And I'm guilty of this. My first thought is Instagram. I'm going to write that mm -hmm. down. I'm going to share it. I'm going to tweet it. And I'll just tell you this. If that is the, the, that's that, if that's where the buck stops, it's not truly revelation. If God speaks to you and your and your main concern is getting that out on social media. Um, I'm sorry. It can only be revelation when you actually apply it and let it change your life. And really, this is this whole idea of concept versus application. Mm -hmm. And you get a great word. It's a great concept. If you leave it in the realm of concept or what we would call just mental ascent, just thinking about it. Oh, that's great. That's a great idea. What a great quote. Well, it's always going to stay there and it's not going to be life-giving. But when we bridge that that gap between concept and application and we apply it in our lives, that's when it truly brings about transformation. Revelation on its own doesn't change you. It's applying the revelation yes. in your life that changes you. That's so good. 
And I just, this is a great time to put in a little plug for our church, New Creation Church of Glenwood, uh, where our relationship started, where this podcast started, where it continues. And we encourage you to join us at our church or find a church near you. But he said pretty much a quote from our pastor, the greatest gap known to mankind is the gap between concept and application. What we knew, what we know and what we actually do. That's the greatest gap. Yeah. And I just wanted to share that because that's something to chew on and Absolutely. grow on in your life. So, Pastor Jonathan, I've said a lot through this podcast. Okay. Would you mind sharing maybe a revelation of what you've gotten from God? Sure. I've had a few before. Um, let me see. I think I'll start with the, I mean, they're all good but some of them have had deeper meaning and impact and I'll, I'll save those for later. But one of them just came from working here. I remember when um, we were first starting to work together and in maintenance. And I remember you saying like, you know what? I just pray each and every day that God reveals something to me out of some type of aspect of my work yeah. that I can apply spiritually in my life. And I was like, you know, that's really cool. I want that same experience. And so I was praying to God, Hey, like as I'm working today, I, I ask that you maybe just show me something that I can apply to my life that's, you know, spiritual. <laughs> I want a revelation. And so you were driving around the property on a four-wheeler, and I was like, you know, I'm going to beat that guy on the other side of the property. I'm going to run through the lower bay of the, our building, which the entire lower bay is, is dark because it's on motion sensors. And so he's driving around, and I run as fast as I can. I open the door, and I'm running, and I realize that I ran way too fast. The motion I wait. I ran too fast for the motion sensor. I was like Usain Bolt. Okay, the wow. lights didn't turn on. I'm running full speed in darkness, and I slam my knee. I don't even remember what it was. I hit something very hard, and it hurt. And I remember writhing in pain, laying on the ground. And it was in that moment that God also decided to reveal His sense of humor. So like, you wanted revelation. Here's revelation for you. As you're crying on the ground, here's the thing: when you're running through life without a vision and direction from the Holy Spirit. It's as good as running through this lower bay. You ran too fast. You get out ahead yeah, of God. It's good. You know, the Bible says that the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. You think about going on a dark trail with a lamp. It's not illuminating Mm-mm. everything around you. It's illuminating the next step right in front of you. So good. And when you get too, when you get going too fast or you leave the lamp behind, you're running in darkness out ahead of the vision that God's given you. You're going to have an owie. You're going to have an oopsies. You're going to hurt your knee. So it was in that moment that God told me, stop rushing life. Stop trying to move out ahead in your own pace. Trust me in my timing and let my word guide you. And you're not going to hit your knee. That's so good. And again, you got the scripture that confirmed that revelation, which is important. One that I thought of, I call it glory behind me. Uh, (laughs) We were doing something with the young adults in the nearby town. And it was a warm summer day and I was driving and I had the windows down and we were driving through this beautiful canyon by our church and it's a windy interstate. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, look in your rearview mirror. So I look up, I have my shades on, I look in the rearview mirror and the sun is perfectly where it glares off your rearview mirror and it like blinded me. And I was like, <laughs> God, ouch. You're trying to kill me. I'm like, what's up with that? And he said, that's the way I want you to look at your past. Hmm. Overwhelmed by the glory of God behind you. Wow. And I don't know about you, it's still a process to sometimes forget and forgive myself for things of my past and not to be hurt by my own past. And he just wanted to communicate to me that the only thing I need to get from my past 
is the glory of the Lord. And the verse that came to me is one from Isaiah where it says, the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard, which means the glory of the Lord's behind me. And glory is something weighty and heavy and glorious and shining and bright. And just seeing the sun as I was driving that beautiful evening really spoke to me and I had to carry it with me. And again, it was confirmed with the word of God. That's a good one. Some heavy, heavy, levy breakers. Heavy, heavy, levy breakers. I remember one time I was dating my now wife and it was a long distance because she was in Canada. So I was going up to visit her and I was driving to Denver um, to catch a flight. And I'm driving um, right before you get to Frisco. Um, There's a little mountainous area right there. Very pretty. One of my favorite parts of the drive to Denver, if I'm being honest. And um, anyways, God says, hey, I want you to pull over here um, at Officer's Gulch. If everybody... Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're listening to this from another state or another country, because I know some Canadians are listening to this, um, there's a place in Colorado around your way to Denver called Officers Gulch. It's a like point of interest kind of. And I had already I already knew what that was. I said, yeah, you pull over there. You can go to the bathroom, whatever, whatever you want to do. I get it. Officers Gulch. I said, but I'm going to be late for my plane. God says, no, you need to pull off. Wow. And I'm like, OK, if I miss my flight, um, I can't tell the people at the desk that God made me late. So. This might really suck. But anyways, I decided to be obedient. I pulled off. I had never been to Officer's Gulch. I pull off and there's this beautiful lake. And I'm standing at this lake and I'm like, man, this is gorgeous. And God gives me a verse. And again, I don't remember. You probably remember what the exact scripture reference is. But stop and behold what great behold manner, what manner of, love. of yeah. love the Father has bestowed on upon us. Yeah, that, that we, we might be, be called. called sons and daughters. And For so sure. he's like, this is what beholding means. It means to stop what you're doing and to actively look and observe. He says, because you can pass by something knowing what it is, but truly haven't looked at it. Because I said, I knew Officer's Gulch was there the entire time. I knew kind of what it was about, but I never stopped to look and behold its beauty. He said, this is how I want you to behold me. This is how I want you to behold our relationship and our love. And I started crying. It's like, <laughs> and then I went, ah, I got to get to my flight. And I was totally going to miss my flight and ended up being delayed anyways. And I made my flight and got a Revy from God. So Praise it was pretty God. sweet. Another one I thought of, uh, going back to, you talked about dating Brittany, and this goes back to a long time ago for me. Um, you were in a relationship. I can't remember who it was, was. <laughs> it was, but I was struggling. You know, when you're single and young, you can just be overwhelmed about thinking about getting married, finding the right one. And I was shook up. I was on the riding mower bouncing around, mowing something. And God just put on my heart what he spoke through Peter, set your mind on things above and not on earthly things. Mm. And then I thought of the scripture that said, there's no marriage in heaven. And God (laughs) corrected me in a moment and said, you've been focusing too much on marriage. You need to set your mind on things above. There's no marriage above. And marriage is an earthly thing. It's great, but it's an earthly thing. You need to reprogram yourself. And in that moment, which was great because that helped me fight against the confusion, the anxiousness, that stronghold, that levy that the enemy had against me because that was years ago. I got married like a week ago. (laughs) I had a whole lot and I did a lot of stupid stuff in between that path and said and did things I shouldn't have done, but it was important. That's what God needed to speak to me. That first layer of marriage was to say, cool down your thought process on that. Mm -hmm. And he confirmed it with revelation from the word of God. That's good. Um, I'll share one more. And this one, um, this one I think is the one that sticks out to me the most. Um, I remember in 2014, that's when my dad passed away. 
And uh, he passed away pretty suddenly in the night and it was very traumatic and I had a lot of questions. And I remember trying to piece the puzzle together and trying to answer, you know, why God didn't do this or did do this and piecing everything together so it would make sense in my head so I could deal with it. And I remember the more that I tried to do that, the more I felt really agitated and troubled on the inside. And um, it was funny because I was dealing with that. And then a couple months later, my dog passed away, which, you know, add insult to injury there. Um, And it was in that moment, I'm sitting at the Blaze coffee shop in Carbondale, which isn't there anymore. Right. It's the Blaze. The blend. Yeah. The blend. The blaze is a social media, conservative social media. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn <laughs> Beck. Yeah, <laughs> Glenn Beck. Um, so I'm sitting at the blend um, with my wife, just crying over my dog. And then I'm already in the state of being sad. And then I start thinking about my dad. And then I start trying to piece all the piece, piece all the puzzle pieces back together mm. again, thinking about it, just getting agitated. And then God said, as clear as day to me, don't trouble your heart just to put your mind at ease. And I was like, wow, what does that mean? He goes, you know what? The real you is your spirit. Your spirit is the one that has got the conviction of faith and understand. And that's what faith is, believing what you can't see. And he said, you're trying to put these pieces together and you never will. And the more you try and put your mind at ease, the more you're troubling the real you, your spirit and your heart and what I've I've already put in there. And if you just follow and listen to what's already in your heart, you're going to have peace. And then he told me this. And which actually, um, looking back on it now, I think Bill Johnson said this, but he brought it to me in this moment. He said, um, if you're going to want peace, you got to give up your right to understand. And that comes out of Philippians 4 when it talks about the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. And really what that means to us, this is a revelation, is that you, if you want to have peace, you're going to have to exchange it for your right to understand what's going on in the situation. And that peace, in turn, will guard your heart and your mind. So that, and don't trouble your heart just to put your mind at ease. That's Help a- me even to this day. That's awesome. And that's it. It it changed you and it built something in your life. And hopefully these stories we shared encouraged you because they just came to us in those moments, those those difficult moments, those normal moments, but they happen throughout our day of God speaking to us. And he wants to do that for you. And he, I mean, it even encourages me to get a revelation to, of God today. And that's a prayer of Paul that we pray frequently, that we would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. And I encourage you, pray that prayer because it's powerful and it'll change your life. Amen. What's your wisdom of the day for today? <laughs> um... I think all of that just based off of what what you read out of John 16, um, the things that you got out of that scripture about revelation comes from God. It changes you, it builds you, and it advances against the strongholds of the enemy. Um, and really understanding that revelation isn't just there for a, a cute twit, twit, tweet, Twitter post or an Instagram post, but it's there for you to apply and let it transform your life. Mm-hmm. And my wisdom of the day really comes down to that last point about revelation advancing against the stronghold of the enemy and the stronghold of the enemy, the lie of the enemy often is coming against my identity. And the truth of the matter is once I'm saved, whatever the Lord is revealing about me is true about me in my current state. I just need to live up to who I really am. And the enemy's lying about who I really am. 
And he will speak that to prepare you to wage war. That's a war you're going to win. Absolutely. I think we're good. I think we should pray and then get on out of here. Um, all right, I'll pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the word of God. I thank you for your holy written word that it doesn't just mean one thing, but we're constantly getting revelation after revelation. You are peeling back and revealing what's been there all along. I pray, Father God, for us and those who are listening, that you would uh, give us more revelation concerning your word and that we would be wise and, and a, a steward enough of that revelation to actually apply it in our life and see change, Father God. So we pray for that today as we're doing whatever we're doing. People might be driving to work, going to work, dealing with kids, whatever they're doing, Father God, I pray that you can speak to them in the middle of their day and reveal something to them that will change their life. Um, we pray for it in Jesus' name, amen. I think a lot of that prayer, I was totally off of the mic. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, I like- Do I you was, wanna do a second I, prayer? I, no, I had my eyes closed and then I- looked out and i was like 10 inches away from the mic so i don't know we'll see I, my eyes were closed as well okay. i should have watched and prayed <laughs> that sounds biblical all right y'all thanks for joining us um go pray and get some heavy revy levy breakers happening in your life and join us next time on the selling and growing podcast <laughs>